Jaguars Digital. Jaguars, Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sextexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. And happy Friday. Jags Drive Time starts with a look at the beautiful Hart Bridge over the St. John's River. The Jaguars will be playing less than a mile from there on Sunday in week 14. The Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up. The game presented by PRI Productions this Sunday. Welcome in. J.P. Shadrick in for Ashlyn Sullivan this morning. Brian Sexton with us. John Ozier with us. And we start each Friday with... Head coach Doug Marone and it's coffee with the coach joining us from TIAA Bank Field. Good morning to you, coach. Appreciate the time as always. And four games to go in the regular season. One week at a time, though. The Tennessee Titans are coming in. Division rival uh, back in week two. That seems like a long time ago now. Fought back in that game. Lost on a late field goal. And now the Titans are coming back here. And you know, take us through the, the week of work for the players this week after the long losing skid, the coaching staff. There's still a lot of energy to try to get it uh, going the right way down the stretch here. Oh, there is, you know, and we're coming off a game where obviously we went into overtime. So our defense had about 95 snaps and our offense had about 77 snaps. So, you know, what we try to do during the week is to get everyone uh, back. And, you know, obviously at this point in the season, there's a lot of bumps and bruises and um, you know, I give a lot of these players uh, credit, you know, they're, they're fighting through it and trying to come back. And uh, so we, we kind of backed off a little bit, uh, not as far as just, um, you know, reps or anything like that. We actually got uh, more reps, but, you know, the physical part of it, we backed off a little bit so we can get ourselves ready. We understand that, you know, Tennessee is going to come in here. They're a physical football team. Uh, they're going to try to knock us around and, you know, we're ready for that challenge. Coach, there's always talk about uh, Derrick Henry during Titans Week. I think people who watch this are familiar with him. Is there anything about him, his style as a runner, that maybe fans don't see that makes him so effective? Well, I think everyone, John, can see his, uh, you know, his size. I mean, I, I mean that's something that everyone can see there. Um, I think, you know, he he does a very good job of setting plays up, meaning that. Uh, you know, plays may be designed to go on the inside, um, but if he sees that he feels that he has a good matchup with a defender, let's say it's a smaller player like a, a, a defensive back, whether it be a corner or a safety, you know, he'll immediately jump that ball outside and, and try to go to him to see if he's going to make the play or not. I think the other thing is, is that he's one of the unique running backs in a league that you see when you play against him, uh, there is an actual uh, – clips of you know how you're going to tackle him you know there's not a lot of players you know that all of a sudden when you're playing during the week that you're going to say okay wait a minute now you know we have to have a game plan to bring this uh this this player down uh, i think he's one of the exceptions in this league uh, of, of, of having that done for our defense sort of a similar question about one of your players miles jack i haven't asked you about him in a while um he's obviously having maybe his best season as a pro. Why is that beyond just his natural talent, which obviously he has? Yeah, I think, I think you know, you know, Miles is a, is a, is a player that he can play uh, multiple positions. Uh, I'm talking about on defense and, and even, you know, I still, you know, we, we dabbled a little bit last year with putting him at running back, you know, so, um, and he was, a, you know, obviously he did that in, in college and I'm sure in high school. So, 
you know, so that just gives you a sense of the athletic ability about Miles. So I think, you know, we talked about it before. I think, you know, the position he's in now is more of his uh, natural position. And he is having his best year. And he's having a pro, uh, an all-pro year. I mean, he should be, you know, he's the one player that, you know, I've played at a high level consistently throughout the season. And, um, you know, I don't, I'd, I'd be, you know, if he doesn't make it, if he doesn't get voted for the, the Pro Bowl, it would be a shame. You know, Coach, in almost 30 years of covering this league, I've learned not to ask coaches if they're surprised by much, because you guys rarely are. But I can't think of any other way to ask it. Then are you surprised at the way that your defense took the field last week with Daniel Aquale and Doug Poston and Greg Mabin and Aaron Lynch? I mean, there's so many guys who are, are playing in prominent roles who, who weren't a factor when you broke camp, who weren't a factor before the bye, and you're holding that offense in Minnesota down. Are you a bit surprised, pleasantly so, that this group has been able to gel and find a way to play together? And, and do you think that they'll be up for it again Sunday? Well, I think they'll always be up for it, but I don't know if you know, they'll have the same type of activity. Obviously, we're pushing for more. But you know, those inside guys have really gone um, you know, kind of under the radar you know, because of all the losses and what our record is. But, you know, Gostas is another player that's been consistent for us all year. Um, Costin, I'm, I'm happy to see because, you know, early on without preseason, we, we had to make a decision whether to keep him on the roster or not. Um, we kept him on the roster because we didn't want to lose him. And then now when he started playing, he started being productive. So that's really helped us. And then Daniel, obviously, we acquired during the year. Um, we liked um, a lot of things that we saw early on. And then um, you know, his production starting to pick up. So those things are, those things are great. I mean, when those things happen, you know, you're on, you're on the right path. So, um, you know, I, I, I expect them to keep going. I mean, those guys are, are given everything they have, um, you know, they're playing good football for us at, uh, you know, at a consistent level and they have to keep that going, especially this week, this week they'll be tested, you know, and I think every week, you know, you're going to get tested, but, uh, I think we all understand what we're facing this week. Just wanted to get one more thought. We've talked about a lot of the young guys who've been in the lineup for you this year. Josiah Scott was one of the last of the draft class, you know, to find the field. Uh, we haven't seen a lot from Shaq Quarterman. Tell me how those two guys are doing in the roles that you've got them playing right now. Yeah, I mean, Shaq's our, our backup Mike linebacker. So Joe Schobert's been, you know, healthy. And, you know, Shaq had a little injury. He was out for a while. But he's been playing on special teams for us and, and really doing a good job. So we're really happy with him. And then um, Josiah Scott, I mean, he's out there now playing. I mean, so, um, you know, just got to keep getting more consistent about being able to make those plays. He's in the right spot. Uh, you got to be able to tackle, make plays, and, and he's out there playing. So we have a good evaluation for where he's at. And, you know, he's just got to keep getting better and better each week. I mean, you know, like you said, we have a lot of young guys that, you know, have never experienced playing in the NFL before and, and went out of preseason the first time that they're out there. So. Um, you know, you get it all of a sudden, a lot of times it's a little bit of a wake up call. Uh, I remember a great story. I had a, uh, Jamal Bushrod with our, our left tackle, uh, in New Orleans after Jamal Brown left, he was the left tackle on the Super Bowl team. And it was during one of the preseason games, we had a deal with the offense saying, Hey, listen, if we go in and score the first two drives, we'll take you guys out. So we're playing the Colts. We go in there in the preseason, we score in the first two drives. We take the first team out. We throw the, we throw the second team out. and. Uh, um, so Jermon Bushrod's out there and all of a sudden, you know, over the headset, I hear, Hey, they didn't take their first defense out. You know, he's lining up on Freeney 
And the first third down, we ran the ball on first down, second down, first third down, Freeney blew right by him and sacked the quarterback. And I remember he was walking off the field. I said, well, now you just figured out what it's going to take to play on Sundays in, in, in the NFL. And I think I, I take that because a lot of these guys are experienced. It's different when you practice, when you don't have preseason, you go out there on the field. So I think these younger players now are realizing, um, you know, how well or how well you have to prepare, or how well you have to be or how talented you have to be to be able to play on Sunday. Great story. Uh, head coach Doug Marone with us. Coffee with the coach on Friday morning. And speaking of another young guy, I, I don't know what much more we could say about uh, James Robinson's season so far at running back. But I'm curious, was there a moment in training camp when you realized, hey, this could be the guy? Was there a play? Was there a day? Was there a moment in the classroom where it, the, the light went off and said, hey, this is our running back? What, what, when was that? Well, I don't, I, I think it was, a, it was gradual, but I would think the biggest day for me was when we had some uh, pass protection uh, drills, because that's the one thing that's going to separate whether you can play, play or not, especially third down. Um, you know, he, he always showed course discipline, always, you know, showed a burst, always, uh, you know, had a really good feel for the, the scheme. But I think when that day, when I saw the pass protection, uh, that was a day that had that, that really spiked up saying, hey, um, you know, if he's good enough, this guy can play because he can definitely protect. And um, that was probably it was early on in camp. And then, um, you know, after we had the pads on. So there was a bunch of days prior to that. But then once we got the pads on, I was able to see him protect with the way he had run. I felt like I felt like we were in good shape. Then it was just a matter of, you know, you know, we know we have a, a good football player, but how good of a football player we won't know until we start playing. And obviously. Uh, James has stepped up, and he's done an excellent job. Yeah, and uh, hopefully he'll get some Pro Bowl consideration, uh, more than just some. He should be uh, right up there among the leading vote-getters, hopefully the way he's played this year. Uh, Doug, good luck to you this week. Let's get a W against the Titans and, and move on down the line here. Appreciate you. Great. Thank you, JP. John and Brian, appreciate it. All right, head coach Doug Marone, happy Friday to the uh, Jaguars head coach. We're back in a moment. We'll uh, get into he will, he won't, he might a little bit later. We'll have a game preview presented by Simply IOA. But first, let's recognize our frontline worker presented by Farah and Farah. Brianna Coates is our Farah and Farah Frontline Worker of the Week. Brianna is a nurse practitioner at UF Health in their urology department, and her nursing expertise includes a master's and a doctorate in nursing. During the COVID-19 pandemic, she put her knowledge to work on the weekends at Alina Health, where she provided medical assessments for military veterans whose wait to see a medical professional was made much longer because of the virus. Brianna put in countless days and hours despite the risk to her own health and balanced the demands of work and family despite the increased workload brought on by COVID-19. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Farah and Farah are proud to recognize Brianna Coates as this week's Frontline Worker of the Week. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. By Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing healthcare for good.
Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. The best way to feel love is to share it at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. We always go the extra mile with bigger selection, more savings, our best service. Only Subaru of Orange Park gives you a nationwide lifetime warranty and one-year complimentary maintenance on new and used vehicles. Plus, when you get a new Subaru during the Subaru Share the Love event, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charities at Hanania Subaru of Orange Park. Online at Subaru of Orange Park.com. See dealer website for full details. Jaguars fans, game day is back. And this year we've teamed up with Jameson to add another win to your week with official Jaguars and Jameson branded collectible stadium cups. They're only available for a limited time in the Jacksonville metro area. So grab yours today for a smooth Jameson, ginger and lime, and cheer on the Jags with Jameson. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Product of Ireland. Copyright 2020. Imported by John Jameson Import Company. New York, New York. Welcome back, Jags Drive Time on this Friday morning. There's a look at TIAA Bank Field. They are painting the end line on the bottom left of your screen. Getting ready for football at the bank this Sunday, 1 o'clock. The Tennessee Titans come to town, the first place team in the AFC South. The Jags trying to snap an 11-game losing skid. J.P. Shadrick in for Ashlyn Sullivan today. She'll be back with you next week. Brian Sexton, John Ozier with us, as always, on Friday mornings, our thanks to head coach Doug Marone for joining us for Coffee with the Coach. Farah and Farah reminds you to continue to wear a mask. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Farah and Farah, protecting you and your family since 1979. Now, gentlemen, it is time to get into our game preview presented by Simply IOA. And it starts with a key point for every game against the Titans, and that is buckle the tin strap. It's going to be a physical football game. You got to scheme it up. We'll get into that coming up. And of course, most importantly, protect the football. Uh, the Jags have not fared well, and most teams don't, when you turn the ball over more than the opponent. Uh, let's get into the buckle the tin strap game, guys. Of course, this is, it always is a physical matchup that you can say that a lot about the Titans game, but that means it's going to be one of those where they're going to pound you. And you're going to have to stand up at some point and try to stop it. You know, what stands out to me about this is what Dewan Smoot said yesterday in his news conference. And that was that normally, at this point of the year, guys are worn down. And so Derrick Henry, who against the Jaguars in the first month of the season, averages 3.4 yards per carry. But in the, the last four weeks of the season, has averaged more than seven yards per carry. He's just found it easy to be able to put his bruising style against guys who are worn down and make things happen. I mean, you've got a lot of guys who are out there who are young, who haven't played a whole season of football, who spent some time on the practice squad. I'm really interested to see how this one goes. But this is what, it, what football coaches, high school football coaches in particular, right? Because those are the ones who, 
who seem to have the caveman mentality these days. They don't worry as much about saving their guys. They go play. Double chin strap, right? Get the double chin strap, fellas. You need to be ready because not only are you running the ball on Sunday, or pardon me, not only are you trying to stop the run on Sunday, you're going to be running the ball on Sunday. I mean, this is a game where James Robinson's going to have to do his best. Yeah, physical ball game, John, and that's the way it goes sometimes. We, we have those visions. You know, it's always, and to your point, Brian, you know, a lot of times this time of year, too, if a team's out of the race, there are business decisions to be made on the defensive side of the football, and they don't want any piece of big Derrick Henry running down the sideline. So uh, let's, let's see. You know, I think this is a young group that really wants to try to prove themselves on the defensive side. John, you got to scheme it up, though, as well, and see if you can get something done. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you'll have business decisions out of this Jaguars defense. Uh, I don't think so either. And JP or Brian, yes, Doug, about the effort level. It's been remarkable the last four or five games. And frankly, there's so many young guys on this defense. You know, what worries you is as they go to tackle Derrick Henry, a lot of these guys have never done it before. And as Doug said, there's a different thing about tackling the guy. More than that, though, you know, we all have short memories. In September, it really wasn't Derrick Henry who changed that game. It was the fact that Ryan Tannehill, I think it was 13 touchdown passes, JP, or 14 he threw. It, it, it was, it, <laughs> he lit him up. So this is a very balanced offense that if you gear up to stop Derrick Henry now, they will beat you. To me, the Jaguars hope get the Titans blocked on offense because it's not a great pass rush, and maybe see if Glennon can make some plays downfield to compliment Robinson. JP, here's where the scheme comes in, though. Because normally, and you guys know this, in our league, this is about player, right? You scheme players, you don't scheme schemes. However, when you have as many frontline players out as the Jaguars have out, you've got to figure out ways to help cornerbacks like Luke Barku and Josiah Scott. You've got to figure out how to put guys in positions so they can have some success and not completely expose guys on the back end or vice versa. So I, Todd Wash and his staff, I thought, did a tremendous job last week in Minnesota. I mean, the number of guys on the field. I'm, I've got my flip card out, and I'm just trying to figure out who's on the field at one point. Imagine trying to figure out a way to stop Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson uh, you know, when you don't know who's, who you got. So th this really becomes coordinators really earn their money in a game like this because they've got to figure out who can do what and how to put them in a position to succeed. Right. A lot of, lot of different guys coming on and off the field. And to your point, Brian, the Jaguars have the most different players on the field for at least a snap this season in the NFL. 77 different players this year. That's <laughs> a lot amazing. of A lot of change this season. And of course, the final point, protect the football. Last week, the Jags gave it away four times. They did take it back away twice. One of those was in the red zone. So, you know, obviously you lose a turnover battle in a game like this. Uh, good night and good luck. Hey, look, we wouldn't be having this, this Glennon-Gardner conversation this week if there weren't the turnovers. Because he's played well enough and he's given young guys opportunities to make plays to keep the Jaguars in these last two games. You know, one was a two-point conversion away from overtime and the other went to overtime. And Glennon did that, except he turned the ball over three times. And so that has people saying, well, why don't you go to Gardner? Um, yeah, protect the football and give yourself a chance.
Yeah, that's uh, pretty much what has to happen this week, John. you got to hold on to that football and steal it a time or two on defense if you can, if you can scheme it up the right way, right, John? Get a takeaway or two and help out the offense. Well, the only game they won this year, they won the turnover battle. They've won it a couple other times in very, very close games. So that's their formula. But the shocking thing about last week was that they committed four turnovers and took a playoff contending team to overtime. It shows you how well they played everywhere else. I agree with Brian. You know, you can't really say with a quarterback, well, except for turnovers, he played great because that's such a, it's such a huge part of it and the, and the interception cost in the game. But if Glennon can channel a little bit of that last drive in regulation and avoid the turnover, I think fans will see exactly why he's in the game. But, you know, overall, if they're not plus two this week in turnovers, I can't see him winning. To me, this is a brutally tough task with the Titans as good offensively as they are. There you have it, our game preview presented by Simply IOA. And we'll return in a moment with he will, he won't, he might. Jags drive time on a Friday morning on the Jaguars digital network. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And at Deco, visit adecousa.com. Why do you choose Farah and Farah? First, we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company. And our track record proves that we know how to win. Our attorneys and staff are a team, and we've worked together for decades. To us, our job is much more than just a paycheck. We love to help. And this is important. We never forget. It's not about us. It's all about you. Farah and Farah, Jacksonville. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a Built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, Built for the Holidays. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Daly's, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat, more cheese, more veggies, more quality, more taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash, made fresh, Daly's. Welcome back. Jags drive time on a Friday morning. The Jags and the Titans coming up Sunday at TIAA Bank Field. Hope you'll be out to the bank this week. And game day's just around the corner. We can't wait to be due all together again. The Jags are taking every precaution to keep fans safe at TIAA Bank Field this year. From cashless concessions to contactless entry, 
Visit jaguars.com slash stadium and learn more. And I must say, obviously, I've, I haven't, you know, I, we're at the games uh, working, so I haven't been able to go to a Jags game using the contactless entry, but went to the cocktail party, Florida, Georgia, and it's as easy as can be to get in the stadium. You pull it up on the phone, you hold it up in front of the thing, it scans it, and boom, you're in. Uh, really, really nice. Don't have to, to contact any anything, anybody, and, and get in. So check that out on Sunday. Hope you'll join us. Time now for He Will, He Won't, He Might. Brian, you want to get us started? You got the gestures down, JP. I love it. I love it. You got it. You got the spirit of this thing. So I went with Caleb on Chase on it. And I have to be completely honest. Um, as I'm going through the flip card, you know, who's 59, who's, you know, who's 99, and trying to put names and numbers together on defense last week, I had to go back to the flip chart because I saw 45, 45, 45, 45 all over the field. Um, oh, that's Caleb on Jason. You know, we haven't talked about him that much this year. He hadn't done that much this year. Uh, but last week, he flashed all over the field. And, and I know you've talked with Jeff and Tony, and, you know, this is that point of the season where guys start to flash. Young guys with talent start to show themselves because they've got time on task and they're starting to figure things out. So I say that he will do the exact same thing this week. He'll flash. You'll see him all over the field. He is the kind of athlete, and he's got good size too, at nearly 260 pounds, that he can make things happen. So he will flash again this week. He won't be that guy who puts his hand in the ground and stuffs Derrick Henry. He's not that kind of a defensive end. I mean, truthfully, who can't, right? I mean, Calais Campbell might have been the best opportunity as a defensive end to do that. But he will be in on tackle, right? I mean, he knows how to shed blocks, and he will get the guy. He'll get a shot at him here and there. But he, he's not a, a run stuffer. So don't look for him to hold the point. He's going to need some help if they run his way. He might come up with a big play. I mean, you just you see this guy with his long arms, and, and you can see where he's close to making a play. This might be the week where he puts it all together with a hit on the quarterback, strip the ball, knock it out, let Miles Jack pick it up and scoop and score kind of thing. This might be the week for his big play, you know, if he's flashing all over the field like I think he can. All right, I like it. Caleb on Chazon. Uh, John, what do you got for us? All right, you ready for this, JP? You ready for that? You yeah. buckle up because I've got Mike Glennon. He will start Sunday, and he's going to start the rest of the regular season unless disaster strikes. It, to me, he's the guy that we all know this is not the quarterback of the future is not on the roster and all that. So he's the guy. So what are Jaguars fans looking for? Well, he won't be under a lot of pressure Sunday. This is a Titans defense that does not rush the passer particularly well. They're not great on third down. I think Juwan Taylor and Cam Robinson, who struggled at times this year in big situations, I think they'll be okay this week. It'll give, it'll give Glennon time to, he might, he might turn this thing into a shootout. And the reason I say that is, we don't think of Mike Glennon as the shootout guy. But all of a sudden you've got Johnson, Colin Johnson, you've got Chenault healthy, Lisca Chenault, and DJ Chark. This is the week where all of a sudden the weapons, the tight ends were involved last week. I say, shoot out. Oh, wow. Uh, like a Big 12 game up and down the field. A pinball machine <laughs> will break out at TIA Bank Field uh, this week. And I'm going to go with James Robinson. Yes. Uh, he will 
go over a thousand rushing yards this week. He's not that far away. Um, he won't get a big head. That's not his personality. He is as humble as can be, just goes about his business. And even with all the accolades and the talk coming in about his play this year, he will not do that. And uh, he might score three times this week. I, I don't know any wow. combination on the ground through the air. I think he's, I mean, he's obviously the big piece of the offense for the Jags. So there you have it. James Robinson, I think, has a day as part of John Osher's pinball machine type day at TIAA Bankfield. Do you remember the last Jaguar to score three touchdowns in a game? Uh, no, it wasn't that it long ago, believe it or not. It was Mercedes Lewis in London against the Ravens in that 44-17 oh. game in, uh, in 2017. <laughs> it's been a while, you know, but not that long. So I'll go with that one. And I have to throw this in. You know, I went and looked at all the undrafted rookie free agents. And it's not been that long since the Jaguars had another prominent one. You remember a guy named Alan Hearns who had, uh, what, 57 catches, six touchdowns uh, in his rookie season. But just in case you're wondering, this is by far and away the best rookie free agent the Jaguars have ever had. And they've had some guys who've made an impact, but nothing like this. This blows me away, what he's been able to do. When you look at the numbers and where he ranks, you know, up against the Alvin Kamaras of the world, even in the NFL this year. Um, it's been a sensational season, and when it's all said and done and, and people are not you know, mired in an 11-game losing streak uh, and really have a chance to reflect on him, what a great story he's been. It's been great. Let's uh, hope it continues the rest of the way here and on into the future. Let's come back in a moment, and we must hurry because the neighbor has started mowing the lawn. We'll uh, pick one <laughs> and pick it after this. It's Jags Drive Time on the Jaguars Digital Network. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity pinpoint the official signage partner of the jacksonville jaguars helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand your company's identification advertising and even the words you use make an impression on your clients with pinpoint as your coach you can make sure it's a good impression pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand from custom signage to complete marketing solutions step up your game with pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients Visit experiencepinpoint.com. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Coming down the home stretch on Jags Drive Time on a Friday morning. 
The Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans will be playing on that surface Sunday, 1 o'clock in week 14. Hope you'll join us at TIAA Bank Field. J.P. Shadrick in for Ashton Sullivan, Brian Sexton, John Osier. Time now for pick one and pick it. This is where we pick a game and pick the result of the game. I'm just going to go first. I'm going to shake it up. I'm going first to get mine out of the way because it's two teams with losing records. You say, hey, J.P., what are you doing? Well, it's two teams that JP, what are, are you doing? To, oh, yeah, you would say, yeah. self, JP, what is JP doing? Um, well, it's two teams clinging to the NFC wildcard hopes, and it's Washington and San Francisco. So the, the football team has won three straight, and they knocked off the Steelers last week by a score. They blew out the Cowboys two weeks ago, and they beat the Bengals before that. They've got the Niners this week. They've got the Seahawks after that at home, the Panthers at home, and then at the Eagles. The schedule is favorable for Washington if they can keep things going down the stretch here. And, of course, they're playing a San Francisco team that's just been beat to smithereens this year. They've dropped four out of the last five. They beat the Rams a couple weeks ago, though, to uh, keep their hopes alive. Lost to the Bills last week. They've got at Dallas, at Arizona, and Seattle. But... Uh, both of these teams are 5-7, and seven, and they need it. Uh, I'm going to lean towards Washington, though, because they are getting warm, it feels like. Well, relative, to, because they're in the NFC East, but they are getting warmer. That's mine. Brian, go ahead. Uh, first of all, is there any doubt that no matter what nickname Washington chooses in the future, they will always be known as the football team? I mean, I think that's just become yeah. part of pro football lexicon this year. I, I might even just capitalize the and go with the football team, kind of like the Ohio State University became popular on <laughs> Monday Night Football years ago. So I don't know that I would change it. I went with a, um, a really good playoff caliber game, and that's the Colts at the Raiders. And I say it's really good because there's seven playoff teams this year. By the way, in case you're wondering, that was decided before COVID changed the face of the NFL this year. Uh, and the Colts are sitting in the seventh slot. And right behind them are the Raiders, who got hammered two weeks ago in Atlanta and came back and, and won thanks to Greg Williams' decision for the zero blitz. Uh, but all of a sudden, they're sitting at eight. And you've got eight and four and seven and five. And I think that the Raiders have an explosive offense. And the Colts have a really good defense. I'm anxious to see this one. You've got two quarterbacks, one who's older in Phillip Rivers and the other who's younger in David Carr, but they, they just seem like the same guy. Um, good, but but not great. And, you know, sometimes they've struggled to get out of their own way, but I don't know. I just, I love this matchup. I'm going to go with the Raiders at home. I think maybe last week in that, that, uh, that Henry Ruggs play, and by the way, is that guy fast? Like he's on rails going down the sideline. Um, I just think the Raiders have something special, uh, uh, speed-wise, that they can put into play. And I'm going with the Raiders, and they'll move the Colts out of the seventh spot and jump into it. He's fast, but he's a lot faster when you have the backup to the backup corner out there covering him in one-on-one uh, -on -one no in doubt. a Hail Mary situation. Uh, Johnny O, take us home. Well, I went Browns-Ravens, and this is intriguing for a number of reasons. You know, the Browns are favored slightly. It, it's been, and I was trying to find the stat, but since the Browns got back into the league, they've only played Baltimore late in the season with a better record than the Ravens a handful of times. It might be like two or three. 
but it's not many. This is an unusual situation for the Browns to be in. Actually, better record than the Ravens, but are they better? The Ravens have struggled. Everybody knows they're good. Remember, the Browns beat the Ravens in the opener 38, I mean, I'm sorry, vice versa. Ravens beat the Browns 38-6. It looked like the Browns were done. I, I, I just have a feeling that the Browns are going to figure out a way to win this. And if they do, the Ravens are in real trouble. The, the preseason pick, it was them and the Chiefs. Uh, this is a huge game for the Ravens, and I'm not sure they win it. Yeah, uh, good ball game. The Browns currently have the five seed if it ended today, but uh, there's not a lot of margin for error in the AFC, by the way, in the wild card race. So a lot of good football teams in the AFC this year. There you have it. Uh, pick one and pick it. The Jags and the Titans coming up Sunday. And uh, guys, it was a pleasure to be with you again. You'll have Ashland back next week. JP, thanks for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate it. Anytime I can spend time with John Osier, it's time well spent. I'll say that. Uh, and Brian Sexton as well. For Brian, John, Max, <laughs> uh, Joe, our entire crew, I'm JP Shadrick. There you have it, TIA Bank Field, the Heartbridge, a beautiful Friday is underway. Thank you for spending part of yours with us. It's Jags Drive Time on the Jaguars Digital Network.